Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Punching Up, a podcast about getting out of your own way and creating a resume that gets you from the job you have to the job you actually deserve. Using practical advice from years of recruiting and HR experience, I'll help you craft a resume that opens doors and gets recruiters actually excited to talk to you, even if you don't meet 100% of their pre-qualifications. I truly believe if we can get your foot in the door for a first interview, you could take it from there. All you need is a better resume. So let's get started. Super excited to bring you part three of this, Eat That Frog, one of my favorite books. And really, you know, for the purposes of only things like this, truly only things like this, I wouldn't listen to them out of order. I mean, I guess you can, like the topic today is discipline. I don't think that would be like so incredibly out of your grasp that you wouldn't get discipline without listening to the other two, but I am gonna suggest that you start at the beginning. Um, okay third part is about discipline and I really love this quote willpower is like a muscle the more you train it the stronger it gets I definitely feel like that so what eat that frog asks us to do is think on paper that means make a list of everything you must do for the coming day and label each item a b c d or e and I'll talk about how to differentiate between the letters. A items. A items are something you definitely should do. These are items only you can A, accomplish. So you also wanna determine the order of importance because you're gonna have multiple A items probably. So you're gonna be A1, A2, A3. If you have more than three, you might wanna kind of reevaluate your list and see if these A's are actually masquerading. So you wanna discipline yourself to make the list and you place A, B, C, D, E next to each item on the list before you begin the A1 task. That's really important. So B items, B items are something you should do. Someone may be unhappy or inconvenienced if you don't do a B task, but it is nowhere near as important as an A task. Returning voicemails or reviewing emails are classic examples of B tasks. You never do a B task when an A task is undone. C items. C items are something that it would be nice to do, like C chatting with a C coworker. Never ever do a C task when you have B tasks or A tasks left undone. D items. These are something that you should delegate to someone else. Delegate everything that someone else can do so you can free up more time for the A task that only you can do. If you supervise others, delegating is one of your key result areas. If you supervise others, never do a D task. E items. These are something that you should E eliminate altogether. These are often something we do out of habit or because we enjoy doing these things. Every minute you spend on an E task is time taken away from an A task or activity that could make a real difference in your life. E tasks are the sneakiest because they're also E easy to complete. So you want to discipline yourself to start immediately on your A1 task. Eat the whole frog and don't stop until it's finished completely. 
you are going to notice that you start to get more done than any two or three people around you. Discipline yourself to do nothing else until this one job is complete. So we've talked about setting yourself up for success in your mindset by making your list, evaluating your task A for E, and disciplining yourself to complete your high value activities first. But if you have a workspace, make sure it is also setting you up to succeed. Make it a place you want to be. Have everything you need at hand before you begin a task. Begin by clearing off your workspace so that you have only one task in front of you. Gather all the information, details, logins, work materials that are required to complete the job. When everything is laid out in sequence neatly, you will feel much more like getting on with the job. Set up your work area so that it's comfortable, attractive, conducive to working for long periods. A 90-minute productivity sprint can be made much harder in a terrible work environment. And just as we discipline ourselves mentally and discipline our workspaces, we assume the body language of high performance. Sit up straight, sit forward, and away from the back of the chair. Carry yourself as though you're an efficient, effective, high-performing personality. And that's what you'll be. And then because technology is so ubiquitous these days, I thought it'd be helpful to create a subsection under discipline where we talk about mastering technology. So technological discipline. Leveraging technology can be a great way to get more done or to delegate tasks to the machine. But if we have an unhealthy relationship to our technology, it bleeds into our life unnecessarily and creates a need to stay connected including making people physically sick when they can't have their device. For you to stay calm, clear-headed, and capable of performing at your best, detach on a regular basis from the technology that overwhelms you. People consistently access their phones twice as often as they believe they do. The more time spent on the phone, computer, the fewer other important tasks you're going to be able to get done in your life. If it is really important, someone is going to tell you. Remember, to get something done of high value, you have to stop doing things of lower value. So like playing a slot machine, the sound of a new email, IM, text message triggers a reaction of, what did I win? You immediately stop work to find out what your prize is. Some people believe they can engage in multitasking, but people can only focus on one thing at a time. They're actually task shifting, swinging attention back and forth, like swinging a flashlight from one object to another. Continuously responding to emails and messages has a negative effect on your brain, shortening your attention span and making it difficult, if not impossible, to complete the tasks upon which your future and your success depend. After an email, IM, text, it takes 17 minutes for you to shift your total attention back to your task and continue working. This is precisely why people today are working harder and harder shifting from email interruptions to work and back again all day long, getting less and less accomplished. As a culture, we never talked about emails and the role they would play in our lives. We went from paper memos distributed around the office to email, but because the switch saved paper, we didn't look beyond cost savings to the human costs. What happens to workers when anyone and everyone has the right to digitally pop in their concentration space all day long? Discipline yourself to treat technology as a servant, not a master. The purpose of technology is to make life smoother and easier, not to create complexity, confusion, and stress. 
Just because someone calls, texts, sends you an email, it does not mean they own a piece of your life. It simply means it is a convenient time for them to talk. Resolve to create zones of silence during your day by mastering your email and your phone. We can master our email by putting some guardrails in place. Resolve to check your email only twice a day, two hours after start, three hours after the first check. When you check your email first thing in the morning or when you respond to the bell or other sound that indicates an incoming email or message, your brain releases a tiny shot of dopamine. We've effectively made ourselves Pavlov's dogs. To counteract the salivation, don't check your email first thing when you arrive at work. If you must check your email for any reason, get in and out fast and get back to work. Checking immediately in the morning triggers an all-day dopamine addiction. Turn off the sound on your computer, stop the stimulations that trigger the flow of dopamine, and lead to continuous interruptions. When you develop the habit of completing three hours of important work each morning, first thing, you will both double your productivity and break yourself of the habit of checking your email all day long. To do this, we give ourselves the gift of two productivity sprints first thing. Work non-stop for 90 minutes, 15 minute break, then back to work for 90 minutes. For some of us, just accomplishing one 90 minute stretch of work would be an increase and doing just this doubles that. To eliminate our distractions, we start with the open door. Open door doesn't literally mean an open door at all seconds of the day. Close the door, put a polite sign on it if you must, explaining that you're in the middle of a productivity sprint. Think of this as the business version of the sock on the doorknob. It means do not enter. If you're in a shared space, work out a schedule with coworkers to be alone or have a physical symbol that says you're not to be disturbed. A great one I learned from a former coworker was to put headphones on. People will naturally assume you're in a meeting or an important call and they actually will apologize for even trying to interrupt you. Leave the physical space if it's too distracting. Learn how to work in your car, learn how to work outside, whatever it takes. Work with your team to create productivity sprints. Be respectful and protective of each other's time and sprints. Reward yourself with a dopamine release by checking your email only after your two productivity sprints are complete. Also, try to be respectful of other people's productivity sprints and out-of-office notifications. If it's important, you can tell them when they return. When I go on vacation this summer, my notice is going to say I'm out of office and I'm deleting all my emails when I return. I'm not kidding about that. Only about 4% of the emails you're going to receive this entire year require immediate responses. Set up an autoresponder that says, I check my email only twice a day. I will reply as soon as possible. If this is an emergency, phone this number. You can program your email manager to automatically sort emails from your most important work relationships into a read first folder. That's very helpful. Disable all your notifications, both audio and visual. Naturally, there's the question of emergencies. You're the primary caretaker for someone. You have a life outside of a room. That means somebody needs to be able to get a hold of you. Totally get it, but the solution is not to be available to everyone at all times. You can create a phone number, email address, other communication channel that only caretakers know about. If you so desire, you can give your boss a way to reach you that nobody else has. Google numbers are great for this. Resolve to unplug from the technology during your productivity sprints. By the end of the digital detox, your mind is going to be calm, clear, and you're going to be amazed by what happened to you when you were offline. Absolutely nothing. 
Personally, I love business improv because it helps us to open up. In fact, fair warning, I believe I'll be subjecting my leadership circle to improv in a future session. But basically, to accomplish a great task, you have to step out in faith and have complete confidence that your next step will soon become clear to you. A great life or a great career is built by performing one task at a time, quickly and well, and then going on to the next task. Discipline yourself to take it just one step at a time. I love the expression, leap, and the net will appear. Love that so much. So that's the end of the third section about discipline. Um, I'll probably be bringing these to you quarterly. Or, I don't know. I'm reading a lot of books right now. I might do some work around the books that I'm reading that kind of don't make the cut. And it's not because they're not perfect for this. It's just I need to make sure that the stuff I'm presenting is universal enough and not super HR-y. But I am reading a ton of books on all sorts of different subjects. I might bring you some of those, but this is just kind of a nice palette cleanser from the typical recruiting stuff. Um, So thank you so much if you listen to all three, if you've listened to one, uh, super cool. Really appreciate you taking the time, spending the time with me. And we'll see you next time. Take care.